For Radio K-Man News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. It's been just about a month since police updated local media on efforts to snuff out armed robberies. More than 30 since August and a dozen since that last update. What are they doing to address the problem? Radio K-Man's April Cummings has more. We're just about a week away from Christmas, and that last-minute flurry of shopping and celebration is in full swing. But for the RCIPS, solving the spate of armed robberies is the gift at the top of their list. My detectives are working absolutely diligently right the way through. We've got a plan right the way through Christmas. Detective Superintendent Peter Lansdowne says more than 50 percent of the detectives in the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service are focused on bringing the three groups involved in the recent robberies to justice, logging nearly 2,000 hours of CCTV footage with six cars seized and three suspects in custody, albeit not all for these specific crimes. Acting Commissioner Kurt Walton says they are using all the tools in their arsenal, covert and overt. We've got twice as many armed units on the roads today as we did previously. We've collapsed some of our back offices to add extra police officers on shifts across all districts. We have executed well over six search warrants. In addition to that, we have searched, stopped and searched multiple individuals either involved in suspicious activities or we suspect are involved in these robberies. And as confident as they are about bringing these individuals to justice, even with solid intelligence, getting evidence to convict is easier said than done, particularly since this isn't likely to have been the first run-in with the law for the people they believe are behind these robberies. They learn our tactics. The more we arrest them, the more we prosecute them, the more they learn how we operate, and they try and avoid that. So it, it, it is a challenge, a professional challenge. We're after them, they don't want to get caught. But police say they won't stop until the perpetrators are behind bars. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. The armed robberies aren't the only thing on the police radar right now. This weekend, there were four violent woundings across Grand Cayman. Just before 6 p.m. on Friday, December 16th, police and other emergency services were dispatched to a resident off Seaview Road where a man was chopped in an altercation with two men. The victim was provided with first aid by the attending officers and was transported to the hospital by ambulance. The second incident took place just before 11.50 p.m. on Friday. A male had been stabbed and had collapsed on the side of the road. It was reported that the incident took place at the Marquis Plaza in the vicinity of the power supply bar. The victim was transported to the hospital by private vehicle prior to the officer's arrival. He sustained serious injuries but is now believed to be in stable condition. The third incident occurred at the Globe Bar located on Mary Street in Georgetown, where it was reported that just after 3.45 p.m. on Sunday, November 18th, an altercation between two men at the bar resulted in one of the men being stabbed in the torso area. The victim was transported to the hospital by private vehicle, where he was treated for serious injuries. He is believed to be stable at this time. Just after 7.20 p.m. also on Sunday, December 18th, police were dispatched to a report of shots being fired at the Marquis Plaza, located on Lawrence Boulevard. It was reported that a man received a single gunshot wound to his torso area following an altercation at the rear of the power supply bar. The victim was transported to the hospital by private vehicle where he was treated for serious injuries. His condition remains critical but stable. No arrests have been made at this time. All of the incidents are being investigated by the RCIPS and so far no arrests have been made. Police are aware that there were witnesses to these incidents and investigators are encouraging anyone with information to call the Georgetown Police Station at 949-4222. Anonymous tips can be provided directly to the RCIPS via their confidential tip line at 949-7777 
or via rcips.ky. Big changes could soon be on the way for Cayman's skyline. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has more. In Parliament on Thursday, former Premier and West Bay MP, the Honorable Makiva Bush, tabled a private member's motion concerning local building heights. Whereas the Cayman Islands has become a world-class destination for upscale investors, and whereas the development of upscale buildings could be better facilitated with an increase in building heights, and whereas there is a need for better utilization of available land for the development of buildings to support the growing needs for infrastructure, to support the island's continued growth and economic success in much pressing areas of housing, and to support the development of new forms of commerce while reducing the development footprint, thereby reducing the land area required to support these key areas. Be it therefore resolved that the government considers implementing a policy to increase building heights to 15 to 20 floors. Mr. Bush said it's become increasingly clear that changes should be made with regards to the country's building height limit, which currently stands at 10 stories. Taller buildings is entirely consistent with sustainability and climate resilience. Whenever we put it in place, when you elevate the ground floor, when you increase setbacks from the water, when you increase include mixed use to promote fewer cars, to promote more walking and biking. Then you include solar and other sustainable energy and other sustainable materials. Yes, it is entirely consistent. Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton supported the spirit of the motion, but added that discussion with the public is also integral to the issue. Obviously, this is a very emotional or emotive issue, let me put it that way, for many people. Where I disagree with the member from West Bay is in the suggestion that this is a matter which should be discussed only here in this Honourable House. I think that we need to be bold enough to make sure that we understand what the views of the people of this country are um, on, on issues like this. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. With the Premier supporting the motion, provided the public's voice be taken into consideration before anything was put into law, the remaining MPs showed their support for the proposal, with the motion passing unanimously. If you speak to persons, they feel that building heights are inevitable. There's discussions, there may be disagreements about where we should have them. Some people say, if we can have them, let's have them in Georgetown. Others say, oh, make them keep it on Seven Mile Beach. But what is true is that whatever decision is made, It can't be a one-size-fits-all. As a former Minister of Environment, I saw the maps of our water's edge without seawalls many years ago, and the situation was made worse when seawalls were at play. We now have an opportunity in space where there's limited land to go higher up and enforce a setback up to 150 feet or whatever, at least. The only way to achieve this is to change our building heights to make the accommodation, in my humble opinion. And why I'm willing to support this motion is because of the spirit of what the motion says. It says to consider, Madam Speaker and members, this House would also hear the Premier talk about the opportunity that this presents. Just the mere discussion in this Parliament is going to, by its nature, allow people to start thinking. What we recognize is there's room for discussion and thought. A private member's motion is not binding, but the approval means MPs had agreed to consider the issue going forward. 
The Federal Reserve officially announced the new interest rate hike by a half percentage point, with more expected to come. Banks in Cayman have adjusted their rates already, but Proven Bank has hit the pause button on all interest rate increases on variable rate loans until 2023. Proven Bank's CEO, Ben Freeman. The rate increase comes so close to Christmas, and I just felt that it was it, we wanted to do something for customers, just to offer one small area of relief. And uh, so we're pausing interest rates and, until the new year, and this is just the average it will save our customers over 100 U.S. dollars. And that's not going to change people's financial picture, but I think it's a gesture to our customer to let them know they're important to us and that we're going to do something for them over the holidays to help them out, to really thank them for their business. With inflation and costs of goods continuing to rise, this rate increase is no surprise. And this is just another cost that is rising for, for, for consumers. Uh, so it, it just it, it adds, to, uh, adds to the burden. So for a, a customer that may have a mortgage of $250,000, for example, uh, half a percentage point will add about $1,200 to their um, interest costs during the course of a year. Uh, so over the course of a year, it's fairly material. Mr. Freeman's advice, get to your bank as soon as possible. You can talk to them about your financial situation, be open about it, and the banks can look at your overall debt picture and perhaps consolidate a loan for you, your loans. Maybe you have a credit card loan, a personal loan, auto loans, and they can consolidate it under a mortgage, which would be usually at a lower interest rate. That might save you some money. Or they could modify your existing mortgage to perhaps extend it, uh, the term to, let's say you have a 15-year mortgage, they might extend it to 20 years. It just might offer some temporary relief. Proven Bank will resume the normal course of business in early January in accordance with U.S. Federal Reserve Bank. For further information, customers can call Proven Bank at 949-7822. Government says liquor and music and dancing license holders have until 1.50 a.m. to sell liquor, and they have until 2 a.m. on the morning of Sunday, January 1, 2023, to play music. The Liquor Licensing Board says all other licensing stipulations remain in effect. The board also noted that there are no extensions in effect for Christmas Eve on Saturday, December 24th. The Ministry of Youth, Sports, Culture and Heritage's Cayman Christmas was a celebration of culture and music. More from CIGTV's Donna Bush. Ended a year of family-friendly activities and generous competition that saw young and old vying for the title of Best Choir in Cayman. Judged on diction, stage presence, originality and presentation, and rhythmic accuracy, each vied for a year's bragging rights and the first place prize of $3,000. The winning team, or the winning choir that is, came from Red Bay Primary, who won the grand prize. Now, the Honorable Bernie Bush, Minister for Youth, Sports, Culture, and Heritage, in his opening remarks said, quote, with so many other events at this busy time of year, we're particularly pleased that so many people and families attended not only from West Bay, but other districts. The event held at the West Bay Heritage Park featured both choirs and singing groups. Those competing were the Red Bay Primary School Choir, Joanna Clark Primary School Choir, Pause Entertainment, and the Bosun Bay Presbyterian Church and Friends. Now, performers entertained the crowd spreading seasonal cheer with their winning performances. Additional entertainment featured face painting, bouncing castles, cotton candy, and fresh popcorn for children and local, as well as local dishes were there as well. Now, the event closed out with a firework display. The celebration of culture and music will be an annual event going forward. And that's your evening news. For Radio Cayman, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins.